Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope, the Modder is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2023 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back as always to the Pope. Thanks for having me, Mug. Uh, I've got an early bad beat for you for the week two. I know it's not quite the segment yet, but if you bought a ticket to the Broncos v Melbourne Storm game on Monday, expecting to see a star-studded affair, that is a bad beat, the way those teams are being named today. So unlucky for you if you forked out your $55 hard-earned to go to Suncorp Thursday night. Yeah, right. Okay, so I, by the uh, sound of that, Pope, the funny buggers continues uh, from the AFL into the NRL. Let's hope it's a lot more fruitful for us this week in the NRL than the AFL. It's a big welcome back to the program, to the modeler. Well, good to be here. Good to be uh, into finals, uh, finally, in, in the AFL. Um, I don't know if you caught much of the VFL finals action or what are they calling it, the wild card round. I think both teams got... Uh, Knocked up by 60 and 101 points, respectively. I, I know the AFL is kind of keen to explore that idea. What are your thoughts on that, that sort of wild card play in uh, round? No, well, I think I heard, um, again, Kingy and someone else, might, might have even been Jared, uh, talking about, you know, what what would have that wild card round look like? You've got teams like Western Bulldogs, Adelaide, Essendon and Geelong. Uh, vying for those positions. You maybe mount the argument that Adelaide would be a creditable uh, addition to the eight, but uh, Modler, to be honest, I'm not a not a massive fan, not until we get another couple of teams into the competition. I, I think eight, eight out of 18 is already probably too many. Um, and uh, I don't think we want to be adding to that, Modler. That's my, uh, that's my personal take. Um, yeah, the system, system seems to work well at the moment. Rewards the... Uh... The better teams, doesn't it? So. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and Modler, of course, we we got a spell for a week now. Um, how how do you feel about the spell? Um, it's a funny one because the, the teams that will you know win their uh, qualifying final and go straight through to a prelim, they effectively get one game in a month, so um, or four weeks, I should say. Um, so it's a big big spell for a few of the guys. The guys that are injury laden, obviously, uh, fare a bit better, but it's yeah, it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, plenty of commentators have spoken about it, but I think it does probably make it bring the pack a bit closer together uh, with the bottom four really get an opportunity to reset and and have a look at these better teams, um, whereas the better teams typically have more depth. So if you have, you know, really battled your ass off in to get into those last couple of positions, um, you know, through fatigue and injury, you can probably get found out in week one against the better teams, but um, that probably doesn't happen as much uh, perhaps, or maybe even the second week of the finals. Uh, and then obviously when you get to prelim, um, you know, if that team has won through, you get the break off. Whereas those other teams have gone through the long season and two really grueling weeks of finals already. So you, you probably miss out on that advantage. Um, so I think it does bring them closer together. Um, I, uh, I personally don't mind just the spell, just a bit of the refresh uh, opportunity to take the the lovely away or something like that and just um, get up a few points uh, before I try and attend three games in a row uh, <laughs> the following week. <laughs> um, what about you, Pope? How do you feel about it, the AFL spell? Uh, I think you've grown accustomed to it now, haven't we? Look, it's been probably five or six years, COVID um, taken out, but you look, for, you look at that Thursday night final and you're salivating and Come nine days time, that will be magnified again. So yep. yeah, I've got no gonna got no issue. Where where are you going this weekend, man? No, nah, actually, I, I I think we might just head down to the folks uh, down the coast. Uh, we were talking about maybe trying to sneak away without the kids, but uh, that's uh, that's not going to happen. So I think we just have a little quiet little trip away uh, for the weekend. Um, but boys, um, gee, some interesting stuff over the weekend uh, in both codes. We'll have a, a quick uh, chat about the NRL and maybe get into our um, betting review as well. But uh, para, they uh, they they fix up Penrith again. Like they're just 
they're real kryptonite uh, for them, or, or they always seem to run them pretty close. Um, seems like they're the one team that matches up really well against Penrith, and it was there for all to see. And I know, Modley, you were tipping that one up, mate, so we might let, let you lead that one in and, and go straight into your betting review. Yeah, sure, Will. So, yeah, we started off with um, Parramatta. I think I mentioned on the potty last week the half stake at 18 and a half, I think the line was. So that yep. obviously they got home. If you happen to land on the... Um, the head-to-head, it was floating between 6.50 and 8.50 on the day, depending where you looked. Uh, well done there. And if you happen to take some alternates as well, the 13 plus would have clicked at a nice price, 30 to 1 or thereabouts. Um, yeah, it would have been a good good one. Uh, on to the next one. I had a half stake on the St. George line. I think 16 and a half. They just covered a bit there. Uh, then I split uh, the half stake. I think it was on... Um, was it on Canberra against Brisbane? Uh, not quite good enough there. And then uh, I had a full stake on Canterbury against Manly. No good there either. Um, so really the Parramatta one sort of getting us home there. And then across the AFL, uh, I only had a couple. had a half stake on the Bombers line. Definitely no good. Um, uh, half stake on, I think it was Port against Richmond. Um, and finally... Uh, oh, my screen's just playing up. Sorry, on Richmond. It was on Richmond against Port, sorry, I should say. Uh, Sydney as well. Um, no good against the Ds. GWS, uh, I liked at 260, I think, at the time. They got up uh, quite well in the end. And I think going back as well, I missed uh, the doggies I liked as well against Geelong. So uh, a bit better in the AFL. Yep, okay. Fair bit of action there. And that um, Richmond uh, bet um, would have covered two, Modler? Yeah, I think it did. It was... Yep. Uh, what were they, 20? About 30 half, points. Yeah, 30, 37, 38. And um, yeah. I think only won by about 30 uh, in the end. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, well done, Modler. And uh, for yourself, Pope? Yeah, I will say, Mug, just on the power of competitiveness against Penrith, I'd probably give all that back to be how they're showing all over again last year's grand final, though. That was probably the one game where they did yeah. um, get lapped a bit. But um, to last weekend, I had an anytime try score bet in that game, which didn't get up. Uh, similar to Modler, I like the Dragons at the plus 16.5, which came to fruition. Like the Dolphins, they got hammered by Cowboys at Suncorp. Storm, I said line and alternate second half line. They won by 13, so it might not have been. They won the second half by 13, I should say. So it might not have been quite the price that the listeners gone after, but hopefully they found something there. West Tigers got hammered by the Roosters. Had a bit of a theme of taking... Um, Four teams last week, Mug, which probably wasn't the best strategy. Uh, Raiders also didn't cover against the Broncos. That's might make it in a bad beat section as well. And Bulldogs, another bad team. They got hammered by the Seagulls and finished with the Knights. That moved around a lot mm. in terms of player movement in the week. But Tom Podcast said minus four and a half, and that ended up cover, covering easily. Aided by Nico Hines being out for the Sharks. Yep. Okay. So uh, thank you uh, for that, Pope. And for myself, I think the only official play I was uh, putting up was the Hawks, but um, and that was no good. Uh, the Hawks were were disappointing, but um, the listeners would probably know I was in pretty deep on the Gold Coast, which I think I claim should have been a dollar one shot. Jeez, they would have been lining up to take me on uh, on that after the fact. Um, Dollar forty into a dollar twenty minus eleven out to minus twenty seven and a half. Uh, fair go on the Gold Coast and uh, <laughs> just unbelievable. Um, I lost for words, Modler, in terms of uh, the strategy there from the North Melbourne Football Club. Clarko talking about the fact that it's for culture. I said, mate, wh- what about the twenty in a row that you lost? What was that for? <laughs> so- yeah. Well, yeah. The old reverse tank's a uh, interesting strategy, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, yeah, anyway, one more. Uh, you would have thought they could have dropped one more, but um, never mind. They miss out on the number one pick um, because of culture. Um, okay. I've heard it all. Um, the um, And then the dogs are giants, I guess. You know, I was, I was probably into those. I wasn't necessarily tipping them up on the podcast, but uh, that probably saved saved my weekend, to be fair, Modler. Um I disrupted a lot of bets uh, with Gold Coast uh, bowing out. It's fair to say, um, so uh, so that was a bit nasty. Um, so, boys, I think collectively uh, that's probably not our best work uh, over the uh, over the weekend. I don't know. Did, did 
did any of us did you get into the black there modeler or i think i just did yeah thanks just, to the just and, 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 yeah. and pope yeah. yourself did you find some black there or no you're in, no. in so uh yeah so a bit of a downer so i was so excited about the weekend too and then uh didn't quite play out the uh the way that we wanted but that's the way that it goes boys did we see any bad beats not really. They were pretty one-sorted affairs in the NRL mug. The, the one I sort of touched on in the previous segment, Raiders were a bit unlucky with some adjudication late, but I think I might be a little bit sentimental with uh, that as it cost me a fair bit. But some adjudication late in that game hurt them and Broncos, Cowboys late. Don't think if we're being running integrity over our bad date segment, probably can't make it. But um, I just want to air my grievances, really, in this segment. Yeah, fair enough, Pope. It's important to share. Um, <laughs> problem shared is a problem halved. So uh, well done uh, for, for sharing that. Modler, um, any bad beats your way? No, no, just trying to have a think. Yeah, a lot of games across both codes were pretty much non-event blowouts. So, um, yeah, nothing really to, to, to pick off come my way. I think, um, I think there was a fair bit of bad kicking in the uh, Richmond-Port game, which potentially could have seen that total uh, get up over the uh, the number. But um, what do we have there? I think we had 13-16 to 8-15. So fair to say I was on that total and uh, and missed. Um, but, um, but, you know, they're probably a fair way away from it in the end. You know, still about 20 points shy of it. So you can't really call that a bad beat. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't see too much uh, either, uh, Modler. Hey, Pope, just uh, maybe rubbing a bit of salt into the Raiders' wound. Um, bad for bad for the, some of the listeners that took the early price. Maybe bad for the Pope, but not too bad for our charity bet. I didn't put that bet on until hmm, maybe Thursday, and there was a little bit of eleven and a half sneaking around. And uh, so I know you don't want to hear that, Pope, but uh, I managed to nab a little bit of 11 and a half for the charity bet. So um, so we got the dogs and GWS. I think we missed on Sydney Modler was our AFL uh, one. We missed on the head-to-head uh, Canterbury Bulldogs, but we actually got the Raiders line, Pope. Yeah, that, well, I think that goes into our walk between the raindrops segment that we touched on last week. Margaret, 11 and a half must have been there for all the 15 minutes last week. So, so to find that, for obviously for a worthy cause, has paid out very well for us. Yeah, so um, so about $121 profit from our 200 down. So that's a good little um, pot for, uh, for the week just gone. And um, that moved us uh, up... What did I say on, on Twitter? I think it was up to about $520 uh, from 1600 So eight weeks uh, we've been running the uh, the charity bets now, up to a bit over 520 profit. And um, and hopefully, boys, we can keep that going uh, throughout the final series and um, and turn over. I think we did about 500 bucks to charity last year, and we're uh, we're on track to uh, to do the same if we were to pack it all up right now, but we'll, we'll keep it going, of course, and uh, try and find some more uh, donations for Pass It On Clothing, uh, one of the partner charities of topsport.com.au. Uh, so boys, I think that's enough uh, chitter chatter. Um, we might uh, get into some games. Um, maybe just a, a bit of a brief uh, overview on the AFL because there's, we probably won't go into too much detail because there's not a lot of team information and we're sort of speculating pretty highly, but Modler, um, and I don't think you've run the model, Modler? Or I, you... I have, but not really looked at player movement at all. So just sort of... Yeah, okay. So maybe yeah. I'll um, I'll maybe just give my overview and then Modler, you can maybe uh, just chime in. I think the the short... Uh, the um, uh, how would you say, the, the the games with not much margin in them, the Collingwood-Melbourne game and GWS-St Kilda, I, I, I pretty much agree with those. I'm, I'm pretty much on, on market with with both of those games. But I would say in the other two, I, I feel, feel as though those lines are a bit wide. Like I think opened up at about, I don't know if it's still there, Pope, uh, courtesy of topsport.com.au, um, where are those lines sitting now in the other two games, in the Carlton game and the and the Brisbane game? Carlton, 13.5 point yep. favourites, and Brisbane, uh, 15.5 point favourites. 15, yeah. So I think there were some 16 and 14, respectively, when they both opened up. And I, and I still feel those numbers are probably a bit wide, Pope. So that's that's my sort of take, uh, I guess, at this point on those games. I feel they're a bit wide. Um, 
probably don't mind taking um, the plus line um, in a final, but generally if I want to be on the favourite, um, I'd typically only be betting head-to-head um, just because, and I've sp- I think I've spoken about this every year, Pope, um, you just don't know what can happen sometimes with these sides. You know, Brisbane might get 35 points up and all of a sudden, uh, you know, they take some play. you know, it might be five minutes to go or whatever, they take some players off, all of a sudden, you know, they score a couple of goals back the other way and no one really cares because there's, it doesn't matter, you know. So I think um, I prefer if I'm betting the favourites, I want to be on the head-to-heads and those prices are probably a bit short and I don't agree with them any- anyway. But, um, but yeah, outsiders, Pope, in those in those two, two wider games. Modler, you've just run something quickly, I think, with your model. How does the model pick it up? Yeah, I've got a couple of very sort of early leans. Uh, yeah, no player movement, as mentioned, but um, I'm liking the Ds. I've got sort of that, that price flipped. I've got them at $1.85, so slight yes. edge into that $2 on top sport. Uh, the Swans, I've got $2.40, so again, a slight edge into, into the $2.65. Um, the Giants, I've got a $1.60, so a decent oh. edge at the moment into that $1.80. Yep. Uh, and then finally, I've got Port right on the market at two seventy-five. So, um, okay. all the away teams at this stage, but yeah, no, no player movement factored in. So, we'll have more of a uh, view next week on site. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and I'll, I'll probably with you on on my number is pretty much on the market, but gut feel, um, I sort of feel like Melbourne are going a bit bit better than bit better than the pies. So we can talk to that a bit more next week. Um, so Pope, that's pretty much uh, all we have from an AFL perspective. We might um, come back and just talk some premiership thoughts maybe after our NRL segment, but I know there's a lot to talk to. We're just talking off air and apparently NRL has gone complete funny buggers as well this week. So potentially some opportunity there. We'll go through uh, the full set and uh Pope Modler, just so you boys are absolutely clear and the listeners are as well, the uh, prices uh, today are coming to you from topsport.com.au. We call them the best and fairest, and uh, that's exactly what they are. They'll look after you, good customer service, and um, no funny buggers at Top Sport. You might find it in the AFL last week, Pope. You might find it in the NRL this week, but you won't find it at topsport.com.au. They're one of the best getting around, so get over to those guys and bet with them. So, Pope, let's flick over and uh, have a look at the first game. So you you mentioned this one straight off in the intro. It's the Thursday night one, Brisbane Broncos, $1.65, taking on the Storm, $2.25, and we're talking three and a half. What has gone on here? Well, the easiest way to surmise this probably, Mug, is there would be about $10 million of salary cap missing from this game. It is quite extraordinary the who's who of... Who isn't playing? This this got out to probably 11 and, 11 and a half yesterday wow. when it was rumoured that Storm players were going to be missing, but the Broncos, the Broncos, I guess, mass um, mass exodus or mass exclusions, that was caught everyone by surprise last night. So this got out to as far as 11 and a half, sort of sat around 7 and a half, 9 and a half, and over the course of the day, it's moved into 3 and a half. So topsport.com.au, market mover of the week. Um, a lot to unpack here. Like the, the ratings in these ratings are out the door, Mark. Like you yep. just sort of need to look at the teams and make an educated guess. I, I teams are pretty even here. Like I could make an argument. Price is probably fair with home ground advantage, but um, they match up pretty well. I'd be tempted just to back Storm head to head. I think two twenty five. Just it is a little bit of finger in the air. But when you go through those two teams, there's not a lot to separate them. So just take the outsider for me. Yeah, okay, Pope. And you maybe um, just want to give us a, a quick rundown of, of – or maybe Modler, um, we'll, we'll flip over to you perhaps, and Modler, you can give us a bit of a rundown of some of the keys, uh, key outs maybe for a couple of these teams. Yeah, just looking at the uh, list now. So Broncos are missing Stags, Haas and Walsh for starters, and then Storm are missing – well, they're missing everyone. Munster, Welsh, Grant, Hughes, um, Solomono, Meany. Uh, Coates, yeah, pretty much, pretty wow. much they're on 13. Um, they've decided to rest, so um, pretty, pretty wholesale. Question without notice, Pope. Like, um, obviously, the AFL brought in this buy rounds to kind of alleviate this kind of thing. Would, would you think the NRL look at this at all, like, as far as kind of fan engagement and those kind of things go? 
Potentially. The issue they have, they already had three buys a year with Origin. So yeah. how you how do you manoeuvre the fixture to, I guess, turn the buy into this week as the third one or whatever they want to do? That's probably the complicated part. But the integrity, the integrity of the competition, that's coming, that's been highlighted. And this, this outweighs, you'd be able to tell me, Mug, but the year that prompted the AFL to make the change, I think it was Ross Lyon from Frio. Yeah. That did it like that. It wasn't to the mass scale this is. So I think they'll look at something to answer the question, Modler, around uh, avoiding this in future because I, I sort of touched on it in uh, jest at the sale of the program. But if you if you bought a ticket early in the week, this is not what you've signed up for. So that that is a problem for the league and also um, the general public. Like they, they lose interest and probably have a sour taste in their mouth. I wouldn't have thought, uh, Pope, the NRL would have too much trouble making the um... – NRL season one week longer. I'm sure they'd be pretty happy for that. <laughs> well, we I think we've hit the I think we've hit the 35 week mark this year, Mug. So you're right. Let's try and let's try and get a closer 12, 12 month a year sport. Yeah, you you they'll be running off the field, running straight onto a uh, international uh, arena um, in the grand final. Uh, just yeah, straight into the international season as well. Um, the, the, I, the other part of this, sorry, too, Mug, is the minor premierships up for grabs. Broncos win this game. They win the minor premiership, so this shows it means nothing. They're yeah, what's no that interest mean? for the Broncos to to be minor premiers? And I think they well they knock around a couple of hundred grand for that. Do they Pope? Yeah, spot on. That the yeah. exact number. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mother, I'm not sure we got a, a price from you in the end. Um, how does the does the model blow up? I mean, is are the numbers what what have we got? Reserve grade yeah, players. Does. We how how do we look at this? More or less, I mean, looking at the ins that the Storm at least have, like they're, they're somewhat known names, not so much maybe for the Broncos, but um, a lot of those be on an extended bench anyway. Like I've got Brisbane just short of a dollar sixty coming out of the model, um, so into that dollar sixty-five, it's a slight edge. Um, not enough for me to get excited with so many unknowns. So I'll, I'll leave this one alone. I'd say. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's really interesting state of affairs. Uh, what's going on there? Uh, boys, we move to the next one. Uh, Manly on the early game on Friday are taking on the Wests. And uh, Manly, well, they put up some points on the weekend. Dollar uh, twenty-five here and uh, Wests four bucks. And um, and we're talking 12 and a half here. Uh, Modler, we might come to you first here and um, perhaps you can um, tell us where to go. Yeah, I've liked the Tigers for a while now. I don't think they got it done last week, but um, I'm going to lump for them again here. The model's got them at three dollars. It's a it's a dead rubber for both teams. So, I mean, the incentive's probably for Manly to to play well in front of their home fans at the end of the year. But um, yeah, it's, it's a decent edge for me. So I, I definitely will be involved. I'll probably split the stake, maybe sort of three quarters on that twelve and a half line, and and yeah, the other quarter on the um on the four dollars there. Okay, all right. So a little play there on the Wests. Uh, Pope, can you come along? Yeah, I can with some reluctance. But- Mother outlined it pretty well there, um, the issues attached with this game for West, but I can't get it quite this big. And I think at 12 and a half, it does open up a little bit of opportunities and dead rubbery and backdoor covers and those sort of things as well. And what probably should be a free-flowing and Bruce free affair, there's a little bit of value in the plus 12 and a half. How much West are interested is, is a problem, but I think there's enough of an edge there that is worth having a little bit of investment. And uh, Pope, you mentioned free flowing affair, and uh, I think we had sixty plus points uh, in the Manly game last week. Uh, it is a bit high at forty seven and a half, but uh, can we come at that? Yeah, I think we can. Even if you if you look at how the competitions trended in recent weeks, overs are certainly clicking at greater than fifty percent, fifty percent at these sort of lines. So let's have a little bit of investment in the overs too. I think Mug. Yeah, makes sense. And um, has that been any change to refereeing, Pope, that you've picked up? Are we seeing more six agains all of a sudden, or is it just warmer weather, teams coming to the end of the year? Like, what are you noticing? Don't think it's re- I don't think it's referee. Well, the officiating part, there's more players getting sin bins, probably the, the big factor there, which is an overall ideological shift. So, yeah, that's true. And certainly we would have touched on it six weeks ago. I felt like some teams were picking and choosing when effort was attached from pretty early on in the season in terms of when it's teams usually cash it in. So I think that factor as well, that when it's gone against some of these lesser teams, that they've put up the white flag pretty early in games. So a little bit of a little bit of column A with officiating, a bit of column B with I think teams pretty happy to 
put the queue in the rack early in games at times, Mug. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Pope, and thank you, Modler. So we got a somewhat uh, some consensus there uh, early in the piece, which is nice to hear, and a overs bet uh, as well. So uh, that's excellent um, for us. Um, next game, uh, sticking on the Friday night, it's the later game. Souths uh, taking on uh, the Roosters. So a big traditional clash here. Rabbits, geez, uh, six weeks ago we would have been talking dollar twenties, but um, they're out to a dollar eighty, and uh, the Roosters are much improved. Um, Pope, uh, we've been against the Roosters in recent times, but uh, do we have to switch our strategy? And uh, can we be with them here? First of all, it'll be if they did a Netflix documentary on the Rabbitohs over the last few weeks, it would be well worth watching. Mark, what, would, what would be the title, Pope? <laughs> oh, fuck. It has to be. It has to have some sort of gladiatorial reference, wouldn't it? Under Rusty, sort of. What? So, there's got to be something in there around the the battle too many, that Rusty had. Too many pies. <laughs> I, was thinking, I, was, I was thinking more back to his uh, Roman Empire days, but right. oh, I, was, um, I was I was thinking about Latrell. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, so 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 Pope, where do we play? How do we go here? What do we do? Yeah. I, the one big one in this game is the one game of the weekend that has a lot of a lot of interest and a lot of impact on the top eight. Winner goes through the top eight. Traditional rivals, like they've played a lot in the back half of the year. Yeah. Okay. Times. This is well worth watching, Mug, if you're an AFL pundit on Friday night. If Joey Manu pays in simple terms, I'll back the Roosters. So hold off for final teams, potentially. Joey Manu is the man you're looking at. If he is named, I like the Roosters at two dollars here plus one and a half so hold off till friday potentially till you place that bet and that just brings us back to pick yet one and a half or is he worth more pope i could i could see bruce's jumping favorites yep once that final team's named yeah if, if he's in like there's real surprise he was in the team list today with his fitness so if he's in i think it goes to at least pick potentially bruce's jumps like fabs Yep. Okay. All right. Good advice there for the listeners. And uh, Modler, how does the model see this? Yeah, I'm going to uh, align again here. I've got uh, the rest is a dollar eighty with with Manu in. So um, yeah, into that two dollars, it's a decent edge. Um, I guess yeah. As far as I'm concerned, like if Manu comes out, I guess the Roosters price drifts a little um, market and model. So uh, yeah, I'll be on the Roosters. I'd say either way, but uh, yeah, it depends whether you want to play it now with. Manu up in the air or wait to see what happens um, come Friday evening. Yeah, and is, think, is – oh, sorry, Pope, go. I was just going to add, sorry, Mug, that 45.5 looks pretty big for me in a very high stake in County here. I can see this being an old-style brew, Bruce bashing up the middle game with. Uh, whistle probably been put away from the referee as well, so under 45.5 I think it's a bit also. Yeah. Okay. What was that game from a couple of years ago? With um, it was definitely Souths. Was it Souths Roosters? Where they absolutely belt the bejesus out of each other, and they had about eight um, cards and all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that was the elimination final last year. That was compelling viewing. Um, but you're right. Like there was there was a lot going on in that game. Like, it was yeah. Burgess v. Warrior Hargraves. Like two scary men hitting each yep. other off, and it was quite the sight, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. Looking forward to that, actually. You've got me a bit excited about uh, about that one, boys. Uh, so uh, so excellent. Okay. Um, uh, let's go here to the next one. And uh, we're flipping over now to the Saturday, lads. Um, and it's the Dolphins. Um, got a tune-up um, last week. But, geez, I'm thinking some funny buggers going on here as well because the dollar uh, – the, the dollars – the Dolphins are $1.57 – the New Zealand Warriors are $2.40. Maybe we'll go to you, Modler, first to tell us about player movement um, and see if the dollars can come rolling in for us. Yeah, so the Warriors out, just looking at them now. So, yeah, Sean Johnson, the big one. Um, uh, Fenua Blake, Charles is out as well. Uh, DWZ, um, yeah, amongst others. Um, like I've, I've sort of put the Warriors most of the season to uh, bad effect, I would say. Um, but, yeah, with with those outs, like I've got the Dolphins, um, $1.35. So even into that $1.57, it's a decent edge. Um, I guess the, the thing maybe to watch out for here is, um, depending on how the storm go on uh, the Friday night, the Warriors might have third locked up regardless. 
outcome this game. So so if that's the case, I can't really see the Warriors trying a lot. So yeah, if if uh, Storm happened to lose, then uh, definitely keen on the Dolphins, but I might just um, might just wait and see. Is it worth a multi there, Modler, or um, does that does that, uh, well, does, that the, be, does the market into... does the market change much on the back of the storm news, or is it still say fairly solid? Like, do you I think? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. It's it's pretty. Yeah. It's trimmed the worries a bit as it is. Oh, sorry, push them out a bit as it is. So I don't think yeah. they get much longer. Pope would probably know better than me, but um, yeah. Okay, uh, Pope, how do you see it? Uh, firstly, I don't think he does anything to the price, Mug, regardless of the permutations. Um, the the effort angle is interesting. Like there's, there's guys in this game who might not be first-grade regulars, but this is their opportunity as well. So I sort of think in their own way, they will be putting in effort from a Warriors point of view. They'll just lack the class. I really want to be on the Dolphins here. The four-and-a-half probably a little bit punchy for me where, where they're at. So I'll stick clear that. 13-plus Dolphins would be the bet. I'd go down here, find them at a bit of a price. As I say, they should be winning this game. They are a relatively competent first-grade team. A lot of these Warriors guys are reserve graders who are going to make the trip across the country to play this game. They shouldn't really be that competitive, but it scares me a little bit Dolphins, $1.57. I'd be more inclined to the upside of 13-plus. I think it's a better play here. Yeah, that makes a whole heap of sense. Uh, Pope, upside in the... Uh... Warriors switching off on a little trans-Tasman holiday, perhaps. Um, boys, uh, next one, Penrith Panthers uh, taking on the Cowboys. $1.27 the Panthers, um, three eighty the Cows, and uh, 10 um, and a half here the line. Uh, have we had much movement here? And uh, if so, how do we play? The one certainty of the weekend is this won't go off 10 and a half, Mark. This will move one way or the other. So, God... There's an article yesterday basically saying if Broncos win and Penrith can't win the minor premiership, they will rest players in this game. So that extended bench is really key here. That they'll probably rest guys if they can't if they can't win the minor premiership. If Broncos lose, there's a bit more for them to play for. And maybe they don't make as many changes. But either way, on Tuesday night, it's very hard to land on what this is going to be, but it will move one way or the other, I think, off the back of the Broncos game is probably the major factor. Yep. Okay. So uh, just maybe watch and see on that one. Modler, can you make a case for either? No, I can't hear. So um, earlier today, the Penrith were out to like $1.95 at some shops. Um, I think, yeah, having Edward's name was a bit of a surprise in there into what a dollar $1.27 now. So that's huge, huge movement there. Um, yeah. As to Tupac's point, like, yeah, if, if they rest a bunch of players, then. Obviously, prices are going to change. I'll, I'll reassess this probably come um, yeah come Saturday. I think um, I've got that better at the moment, but I'll, I'll wait and see what happens with with uh, team movements later in the week. Okay, so keep the powder dry there, I think, is the message to uh, get more clarity on what's happening with teams. Um, we've got uh, St. George uh, Illawarra taking on Newcastle Knights. And uh, we must have had some funny stuff here as well because um, it's pretty much a pick game. Uh, St. George, $1.95, and the Knights, $1.85. So normal circumstances, Pope, even with the Dragons at home, I wouldn't have thought uh, that the Knights would be um, – or the Knights would be a warmish favourite. Um, they're only a slight favourite. Tell us what's going on here. Yeah, they're missing um, a number of players too, primarily Calvin Ponga. Number one, Tyson Frizzell. More um, that can probably fill in the blanks. There's a couple others there. Dane Gagai is another one. So they're missing a fairly significant area of talent. Pong is worth the most in the comp right now. Mug, he's, he's huge for them. Like he, you could man an argument he's with eight points, which is, you know, like it's not quite turbo of 2020, but it's a high number, eight mm. points for one player in NRL. I can make Dragons a fair bit shorter than this. So I can probably make them four and a half point favourites here. So... They're a bet for me at sliding outside as $1.95. And again, I think there's a little bit of upside here at 13 plus. This is reserve graders coming in from Newcastle. Touched on it through Origin. Shouldn't really be competitive. Like you you don't have combinations embedded. Probably not quite at the standard. Um, Dragons, even though they're a bottom four first grade team, they should still they should still win this. And again, the upside at 13 plus, I think there's a little bit there that is value at the price. 
Absolutely love that, Pope Modler. Um, do, what does the model say when you um, do the ins and outs? Uh, yeah, I've got a slight lean to St George here. I've got them just over a dollar ninety, so into that dollar ninety five. It's probably um, maybe enough for a half stake for me. Um, I think, yeah, I think Pope mentioned all the outs. Crossland's the other one. Um, yeah, and, and Ponga misses with um, with a shoulder injury, so he's actually not being rested. He's he's actually okay. injured, and there's a, there's a chance he misses. Uh, you know, the first final maybe as well. So, um, yeah, unfortunate for the Knights, but, um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how they go on this one. Okay. All right. Uh, there it is on that one. So the boys uh, liking uh, St. George and uh, particularly Pope, I think, is uh, reasonably keen on that one. Um so, boys, uh, we flip over to Sunday now, and it's uh, Gold Coast Titans a dollar twenty six, Bulldogs three ninety. Uh, season then probably can't come fast enough for the dogs, and we're talking here eleven and a half. Uh, we'll come to you first, Modler, because you're with the dogs on the weekend. Can you be with them again? Yeah, I can somewhat. Um, I've got them three ten through the model, so. Into that uh, three ninety, uh, it's a play for me. What was the line there? Eleven and a half. Yep. I wouldn't mind getting a bit of twelve and a half, so I don't know if it's worth waiting on that one. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely have a, a stake on the Bulldogs. Um, might just wait and see what happens with that line uh, before I decide how to split it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Pope, can we line it up? I think we can. I don't have this number as big. I'm trying to account for the subjective upside of where the dogs are at, well, they're conceding 30, 40 a week. So mm. you bet with them with trepidation. But in a dead rubber, laissez-faire type match, I think, again, similar to West Tigers, 11 half's got a little bit upside because there's no incentive for Titans to try either. So, well, Bulldogs should be able to mount enough points here to at least be competitive on that 11 and a half, I think. So happy to back them at the plus here. And uh, Pope, I know we spoke about it before. This one's a bit different that it's 53 and a half. Um, but can we still, can we come at it or it's just too big? Yeah, just too big. I think I think we touched on this game in uh, briefly last week and I said somewhat glibly that it's go of mid-50. So it's it's there. I can't back the overs, but I can't back the unders either. Yeah. So I just stay, stay clear, unfortunately, because it's the type of game that you do Want to have an overs bet, probably. Yeah, uh, the bookies are all over that one. Um, and uh, the last game of the round, and it's the Sharks um, taking on the the Raiders. And uh, we've got the Sharks here, dollar thirty six. Uh, don't know if we get Nico back. That price tells me that we probably have. Um, but uh, I'll let you boys tell the story. Raiders three fifteen the other way, and we must have about eight or so. Yes, we do. Eight and a half, uh, Pope. There, the line. Uh, what's your take here? Yeah, I've got this banging on the number, so probably don't really have a play too deeply. I, I didn't think the Sharks were that bad despite the scoreline against Newcastle. They were in that game for a long time since Nico. So I think their form holds up here. Again, if I was to have a bet, it would be 13 plus or even probably something bigger. Alternates minus 18, 19 and a half. Raiders do have a spot in the eight to play for potentially. Um, if Cowboys win, it's going to come down to Raiders winning. But I, I still think they're, they're not going that well. Like I've, I've been with them a few weeks and there's real holes in their team. So I think you can find the Sharks at a big price here to at home, finish the season on a high. So I'll say minus 8.5, minus 9.5 as the bet I'm putting up here, Mug. Yeah, nice. And uh, Modda, I take it, is Nico back in that team for that price to be the way it is? He is, yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see what happens if sort of come Sunday afternoon, the Sharks' position doesn't change and whether they decide to give them another week off or not. Um, like, I've got it named. I've got them at $1.32, so too, too short an edge into that $1.35 for me at this stage. Um, but, yeah, wouldn't mind seeing what happens with Nico if uh, if um, the result doesn't matter to them come Sunday. Yeah, okay. And, um, and Modler, maybe just on the Raiders, uh, Ricky Stewart just absolutely giving the Fox camera, Fox or Channel 9, I, I don't know which one it was, but either or, they're a large contributor to the game. Uh, that's okay to just tell them to go forth and multiply on live TV? Is that is that the done thing? Uh, it's a done thing for Ricky, it seems. He's got a bit of form in that area, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he might need some... Um, Time spent in the off season, maybe just working on his anger management, maybe. 
does he does is there any please explain or fine or or anything like that for that behavior I don't know. He's, 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 yeah, he had form before. What happened when he, um, he had a go at, uh, he called a player a wet gutter dog. Yeah. I don't think he copped anything for that, did he? No, the the fox, fox apologized to him on on Monday for getting in his face. (laughs) He, he gets away with blue murder for some reason. He must have, he must have a long rupture of knowledge on people in high places, Ricky, because he gets away with, with things that the rest of society wouldn't get close to getting away with. What do you reckon that is in the AFL? If if Brad Scott or uh, who's who's or Alistair Clarkson, um, you know, w- walks up to the camera and and basically says, you know, f off. What do you think they cop for that? Hundred thousand and have to come out and do a, do a press conference apology, or you know, make some donation to you know Beyond Blue, or I don't know, like. Suspended, maybe even suspended suspension. Perhaps they might even say, "Hey, look, that's that's no good." But you you got to take a week out and have a spell. Um, yeah, I don't think they get away with it uh, as much in the AFL, would they? Um, they'd be be on the papers for a fair while. That's for sure. Jeez, yeah, you'd be uh, talked about. You'd be you'd be talking on SEN for sixteen hours a day for four days. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be a rough week, wouldn't it, in the AFL? Yeah, well, anything to take off the score of you uh, would be welcome. Um, <laughs> um, all right, boys, I think that's the uh, the round uh, done. So I might just go back and have a quick summary. Modla, do you mind to summarise your bets? Yep. Uh, I was leaving the Broncos storm game alone. Um, Tigers, I was splitting the stake uh, 75 on that 12 and a half line and 25 on the head-to-head. Uh, full stake on the Roosters and the Dolphins. Uh, half stake on St George, and then a split on the Bulldogs. Uh, more so on the line. Uh, if we can get that twelve and a half, maybe later in the week. Okay, That's... thank you, Modler. And uh, for yourself, Pope. Storm head to head at two dollars twenty five in a reserve grade affair mug. Tigers plus twelve and a half against Manly. Roosters at two dollars pending Joey Manu. So hold off till late. Final teams at 7 o'clock will be the key dictator in that one. Dolphins 13 plus, I like. Well, that's the bet that's got the most value for me on Saturday, Mug. Um, Saturday, the Penrith game stay out of. Well, that's going to that's gonna fluctuate sharply either way, I think. Um, Dragons still 95 head against the Knights. Head to head against the Knights and 13 plus. Dogs to cover the 11.5 against the Titans and Sharks. Find something at alternate, say, 18.5, 19.5 for me, Mug. Yeah, nice. Okay. Thank you so much uh, for that, boys, um, and plenty of bets there still uh, for the listeners despite no AFL this weekend. Um, Pope, anything um, from a futures point of view? I won't put up a bet. The one I tipped up last week for those who did – Get involved. Raiders eight dollars to miss the eight. So the permutations around that mug are: if Cowboys win and Raiders lose, Raiders miss the eight. So that multi, if you want to double down on that, is um, probably the play there that you're probably most interested in. Again, hold off till late here around the Cowboys game, which involves Penrith, what that looks like. But if you probably want a little bit of an invest or really ride at home, then Cowboys head-to-head and Sharks to win against the Raiders. That's what will get that $8 shot home. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you uh, for that one. And um, and we're just having a bit of a chat off air quickly about the premiership uh, market, uh, Pope. And one of, one of the oddities, I think, of, um, of, of the premiership market at the moment is probably the Brisbane price. And... Um, and how short it is at the moment, and um, and what I sort of think that that price might be, even if they win through to the prelim. Like in my head, uh, that price I don't think ends up a world away from where it actually currently is, because uh, there's still what do they say? You got to go through Chicago. You're still going to have to come down to the MCG and play. I think a Melbourne or a, or a, or a pies in a grand final. And I think, I still think the Brisbane team are going to find themselves a significant outsider if they come to that game. And I think the uh, prelim final before that, I don't think you're going to find, um, you know, probably a Melbourne 
or Collingwood um, at the price of what Port Adelaide are. You know, I think you know they'll they'll be a, a little bit better uh, than that. So, so yeah, I think that's maybe something for the punters to have a think about. Um, it might sort of seem counterintuitive um, to lay out a team that looks odds on to make the grand final based on their two home finals. But, um, you know, I, I actually give Port a reasonable chance of, of going up there and beating, but I, I actually don't think Brisbane are going that well. So I give Port a, a real life chance. And, um, you know, if you were to re-enter the market back into the premiership market, I don't, I don't think the price is a world away. So there's a fair bit of upside on a, on a lay um, on Brisbane. So that's maybe uh, different thinking uh, to perhaps uh, what most of the world are thinking. Um, but um, yeah, that's just some thoughts that I've had. Question without notice, Mark. I think it was an awful conversation that we might have had about the Carlton price as well. Do you just maybe want to touch on that a little bit? I know it's drifted somewhat in the last few weeks. Has it drifted enough based on your mathematics? Yeah, probably. I think out on Betfair now we're out to about 16. Um, you can be backing some Carlton. And that was in Modler or out, I should say, from about $9 on the fair a little while ago and a lot shorter on the corporates. And I think I said, you know, that is a poisonous price. You know, stay away um, from those sorts of numbers. I think there's a little bit more in it, Pope. You know, maybe 17s, 18s. I actually think on the – I was actually surprised to probably see the price – get out as far as it has. I think there's a bit of sentiment in that price as well, Pope, with the weekend's performance, even though, you know, and like I said, I think there's going to be sentiment in the Pies price if they beat up on Essendon, and we've seen that. Pies have basically come in from about 390 into 365. On on what? You know, on the fact that they beat up on Essendon? Um, you know, so so you sort of have to apply a bit of a bit of sentiment to that to those markets, and I think that's been seen in the pies market and in the Carlton market. So, yeah, I was actually probably a bit surprised to see that price out to sixteens. Um, it's still probably not quite to my price, but I expected you know probably the fair to stick around that sort of thirteen fourteen mark, even though I thought the real price might be a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes a lot of sense. So, um, so yeah, I, I still think there's some some interesting stuff to be had. It's it's hard it's hard to think that the winner of the premiership isn't going to come. And and this is just sort of, I think I heard Joey Montagna say this on first crack uh, the other night, and I, I I tend to agree with him. You know, it's just I, I just probably struggle to see that the premier isn't going to be Melbourne or or Collingwood. Uh, it's it's still just going to be a, such a tough uh, assignment, I think, to come to the MCG and beat one of those two teams. Now, anything can happen. Injuries, Max Gorn can go down. Um, you know, Stephen May can go down. Jake Lever can go down. Petrarca can do a hammy. You know, like you, you never know what the final series is going to throw up. Maybe Dacos comes back early and lights the place up. Maybe Darcy Moore comes back in and absolutely controls the back line again. Um, you know, so you, you're not really sure what September's going to throw up. Um, but yeah, I, I, I find it hard to think that that's, that's not going to happen. But hey, that's just, uh, yeah. Uh, I've been inundated with questions this week. Mug. Statsman, how the negotiations with getting him back on the show before the end of the season? <laughs> well, I don't know. Is he, I think he's flown the coop. Has he? Is he? Uh, has he left the country today, or is he just uh, having a little interstate uh, love affair, as the statsman likes to do? He goes off and has these little uh, sojourns away, holds hands underwater, and these types of things. But um, are we? Are we getting? I, I don't know. Is he? Is he gone away, Pope? I think he might have gone away. I know he's uh, he seemed back to his uh, punchy best on WhatsApp this afternoon. Yes, so it yes. seems yeah. like the dopamine, he's got a little bit of dopamine hit somehow. And that's usually time away from Melbourne gives him that mug. Is it love? Is it love? I think it might be. Um, so um, 
So I think we're a chance. There's been a bit of a campaign. I think Harvey uh, on uh, Twitter is uh, mounting a strong camp. I don't know if that's a bit of a study mate of uh, Statsman's, but uh, he's mounting quite the campaign to get Statsman back on. So, uh, yeah, let's try and get the Statsman. We'll uh, we'll, we'll start doing some work on him, I think, in the WhatsApp group over the next couple of weeks, see if we can't get him back for Brownlow and and some perhaps some finals um, markets. Because next week, Pope, we've got Gary Ayres and and all that sort of stuff. So we want to we want to have a chat to that. So hopefully we can get the stats man back. Yeah, go fund me. We're not against starting going fund me page in the next few weeks. Stats man, if they'd be to get you back. We'll have to start up a separate uh, betting um, process, not charity bets, like stats man bets, just to try and get a bit of a bank going to uh, entice him back. Um, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how we go, um, boys. Oh, geez, that's all. That that reminds me, we better do some charity bets. Uh, so, boys. Um, we probably don't. We we probably can't throw up anything on the AFL. Uh, I don't think um, this week. But um, Pope, unless uh, now nah, we'll save it for next week. Um, Pope, uh, NRL betting, uh, modeler, NRL betting. How are we going to spend our hundred? Or is that enough? Do we need to just continue and just go? We, we'll we'll just do two. Let's let's do that. Maybe a hundred to spend. Nah, we'll do it collectively, but we'll just do 200. What do we think, boys? How can we spend 200 this week on NRL? I'm um, keen um, on Dragons, something on the Dragons here, Modler. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll put that. We'll figure out the investment strategy once we probably get what you think. But I'm um, um, Dragons for my half of the equation. Yeah, Dragons, yeah, I had a half lane to them. I think we're both pretty keen on the... Dolphins as well, weren't we? So I might throw them up uh, on my side as well. Okay. So, uh, and was there anything else, boys? Was there any other ones that we want to try and work into the mix or are we happy with those two? It does feel like a week for a, for a three-prong strategy, doesn't it, if we've got 200 here? Um, we both, did we, we both like Tigers, didn't we? Did we like Tigers? Tigers, yeah. And I think the, Bulldogs as well in a bit of a dead rubber. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon we. I reckon we're more inclined for. I reckon we leave Bulldogs out. I just. Yeah. I just think uh, what we're trying to do for charity. We, do we want to really risk it for team conceding forty? So we'll leave them out. So Tigers, Tigers, Dragons, and um, Dolphins. Wow, what a, what a trio! We're, we're working here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather be Panthers, Panthers, Broncos, but here we are. Yeah, <laughs> what, what's that saying about betting on bad teams? Uh, yes. But um, okay, so let's think about this. Dragons and sorry, listeners, we're really we're really pulling this podcast out now. But um, mm. what's the strategy here, Pope? I think we got to work some thirteen plus in there. Don't there's a lot of upside. I, I sort of feel, uh, uh, you know. If the Warriors, it's Warriors, isn't it? They're against. Yep. If the Warriors, Warriors really, you know, they bring over the half strength team. Maybe they just pack up shop. Potentially, potentially do. What is is 50, 50 on thirteen plus too much to invest here? Is that probably should we should we be seventy five head to head twenty five thirteen plus? I like that pipe. Yeah. 75 and 25. That's a good strategy. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, so we've spent a hundred there on the dragons and then how are we going to spend our remaining? Is it, uh, is it just 50 on each at the line? Yeah. I think uh, we've probably dragged this out long enough. Let's just go down that road. I think, uh, 50, <laughs> yeah. 50 on the, the list is uh, just sort of... the, the last four that are still hanging on. Uh, you heard it first. There's the charity bets, um, Tigers line and uh, Dolphins line. And we've got the Dragons 75 and 25 before the hundred. All right, boys, that's enough. We've done it all. NRL, a lot of chat. Uh, whose turn is it? Is it uh, back to the Pope? Think so, Monk. Think so. Hope can you sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>